Hello, I'm Holly, the funnier one in theme park films. Both me and Carla have secured a deal with the fantastic studio to offer you a discount on their headphones and earphones. Perfect for a long journey to Orlando whilst you're listening to our podcast. Head to studio.com and use promo code ThemeParkFilms to get yourself a whole 15% off. Now, on with the show. Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. And welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla, and as ever, I'm joined by Holly. Hello. And happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, Holly. Happy Christmas. This is our special, which Holly chose this time. I did. Great choice. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And we are doing How the Grinch Stole Christmas but not the one that's in the cinema because we didn't want to pay to go and see it. So we're doing the 2000 version. It was released on the 15th of November 2000 in the UK and the 8th of November 2000 in the USA. Of course, as with 99.9% of our films, unless we go off topic, the criteria is it has to have featured in a theme park. And this is part of Island of Adventure, I think it's called Zeus Landing, but it's actually just like Dr. Zeus Land, isn't it? Yeah. Which, I mean, if I'm being honest, it means nothing to us, does it? Like being in the UK. I know we had the books here, but it's obviously nowhere near as big as it was in America. I mean, the green eggs and ham never really took off in the UK. Not a thing here, guys. And if I'm completely honest, I understand why, because all, every single element of, it could be made into a horror film. (laughs) I don't understand why any child would watch any of it and think it's really nice. Like, you know, those things, thing one and thing two, they're horrible looking. Mm. I always uh, wonder what age I will be at before I find it funny to wear a thing one or thing two t-shirt of whoever I've gone with. I'm not there yet. It seems unlikely you'll ever get there. Like, I can imagine them laughing hysterically when they're buying it. And I think, when am I going to get there? Because it could happen. I don't don't think it ever will. I'm certain you're a good few years away from it. Again, I'm pretty sure I'll never get there. (laughs) I hope not. What if our sponsors paid for us to go over there? Oh, I'd do anything. <laughs> you'd ha- you'd insist on being one, though. Of course. You wouldn't want to be a number two. Yeah. <laughs> I believe this opened when Island of Adventure opened, which was 1999. 
which is amazing. That's so long ago. And I still think of Island of Adventure as being like the new park. Really new. Yeah, I know. And it's nearly 20 years. So I don't believe the Grinch has actually got a, a specific ride. I know that he wanders around the park terrorising people. And also he must, you know, they must make... At Christmas time, he's got to be knocking around. I would have thought so. And I saw something, I was going to tag you earlier, actually, and I forgot that in Universal Studios Hollywood, they've got a stage show of the Grinch going on at the moment, which I can imagine is awful. And there was a video that he'd hijacked the studio tour and he'd like taken over from the tour guide. And I thought that would ruin it for you. I'd hate that. Like, I'm trying to look at the set of Desperate Housewives and that idiot's there. (laughs) Anyway, on to the film. Well, I'd never seen it before and I hated it from start to finish. So it starts off the Who's, which are people, I I presume they're called the Who's, are Christmas present buy-in. It says, uh, like, for five minutes, there's 99% off. I mean, that's good. Really good deal. If that happened here, that for five mm. minutes, there was 99% off. I wonder how many murders there would be. Oh, God, loads. Over, you know, over a TV no one wanted anyway. Yeah, bloodbath. It really would. I remember when I worked at Virgin Megastore, we had a radio competition winner, and she basically got... 30 seconds to run around the shop and everything she managed to pick up and and hold she got to keep and honestly she was like a woman possessed my bet what annoyed me was if that had been me i would have placed my like we didn't place her at the door and say right you gotta start here oh she could go wherever wherever she could go wherever she wanted and you know when she started by the singles oh what? come on love idiot Get straight to the games consoles. That's what I would have done. I'd have picked four four PlayStations up. Done. Well, I think you had to have one of each. But, right, I would have picked up a, like a Wii box, a PS, whatever the hell it was at the time, Xbox 360, pick all those boxes up and wander to the till with those. Yeah. But no, he wasted time. So she had to run from the singles over to the DVDs. Oh, pathetic. She didn't even think about the games. Be civilised, yeah. you know, rather than rummaging <laughs> around for like 15 <laughs> singles. <laughs> Picking up countless copies of So Solid Crew, yeah. 21 seconds on every format. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we see the Grinch, he doesn't like Christmas. Um, the Who's are mocking him and he scares them away from his door. To be fair at this point, let's just go back. He doesn't He doesn't live in the town. He doesn't live in Whoville. He lives, you know, out on the outskirts, really, really far away, up a mountain. And there's four, mm. cho- like, you know, four teenagers who are like, oh, are you scared mm. of the Grinch and stuff? Anyway, they go and they find his front door. And then they just, mm. one of them dares them to knock on the door. And then he mm. obviously uh, scares them away. Which, actually, I was a bit like, they are sort of trespassing. So I got that. Yeah, and I don't know why they don't just leave him alone. But having said that, 
when I was a kid, I mean, it's awful now. You would never do it now. But there was this man that used to walk along. There was obviously something wrong with him. I get it in hindsight. But at the time, I was about, this was infant school, so six or whatever. And they used to call him mad. And there was obviously something wrong with him. So people would like, the kids would like try and get him to shout at us through the fence. So they'd like, oh, he mad. And he'd go, I'm not mad. Number one sign of madness. <laughs> <laughs> for Carla you were in infant school now either you've lied because you feel bad and you're actually you know I was at work last week <laughs> yeah you were really really young these people were like 15 they know better I agree just leave him alone yeah. so he goes into town in disguise and he gives the kids a saw I mean this disguise was the stuff made of nightmares it was absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Like, I could barely watch it at Horrible. one point. He made me feel sick throughout the entire thing, to be honest. The whole thing, actually, you know, at points of it, I thought I could cry. It was so bad. Like, I mean, so bad as in, like, actually really scary. But even the normal people I found absolutely horrific. Oh, I mean, disgusting. The narrator says his heart is too small to love Christmas. I found that a bit patronising. You know, it's not everyone's cup of tea, is it, Christmas? No. I don't mind Christmas. I wouldn't say I love it. A bit over the top. I think it's all right. And I do think, you know, the, the people in this Who town or Who villa or whatever, you know, they were, they were really rather pathetic about it. So the mayor is reassured that the Grinch isn't there. And then we see a little girl, Cindy who, of course, grew up to be the lead singer of um, Pretty Reckless. Oh, yeah, and she's done other stuff, hasn't she? Wasn't she? Well, she was in Gossip Girl, wasn't she? Was she in Gossip Girl? Yeah, yeah. They were all, all right band. I don't know if they're still going. Bit young for me. I mean, what song did they sing? Oh, their album was all right, because my cousin used to listen to it. They were all right. You can't tell me a song. Couldn't give you a rendition. So... Yeah, little girl Cindy asks her dad, who's a postman, about the Grinch and he avoids talking about him and says he never gets any Christmas cards. And then she asks why, but he just fobs her off. The Grinch chucks jury duty letters and bills into everyone's pigeonholes. She spots him, uh, she falls over into the letters and he saves her. And then, you know, he doesn't want her to think that he's nice, so he wraps her up in Christmas paper. And then her stupid dad, this annoyed me, comes in. He's like, oh, you've wrapped yourself up. What? I mean, if someone managed to do that, you'd literally be like, get this person a medal, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd be getting a, like, in some kind of magician school. What a stupid father. No wonder she was looking outside the family for someone else to hang around with. Yeah. So... She, desire, she decides the Grinch isn't bad and she doesn't tell her dad it was him. There's some Christmas light scene with the family and the neighbour, Martha. Who's probably the, the best actress in this. A very decent actress to be in this god-awful film. She's been in a lot of films. Yeah, Mamma Mia. Birdcage, Good Wife. Yeah. I like her. I like her. I think she's very good. So then we get this 
bloody awful song by the kid. Let me see the Grinch's place and he's sitting there. He's just being weird, isn't he? He's eating glass and... I absolutely despise Jim Carrey. I know you do. We've talked about this on the Truman Show episode. There was not one scene in this where he was that I found funny at all. Mm. And I just thought it's just utterly, utterly irritating. And like, what was this whole thing where he like eats like glass? I don't have an issue with him generally, but he was, well, I don't even know if he was awful. Just the character was, everything was awful about this film. So, um, I mean, I'm not planning on watching any other variations of The Grinch to be able to compare. Cindy asks around the neighbourhood about The Grinch and the story goes it was Christmas Eve and he got delivered by accident to uh, Whoville. Then it's weird. There was like a, a, a really quick scene of uh, key swapping going on in someone's household. Yes. Very adult joke to just pop in, wasn't it? I thought that. Yeah. Do you think like, that's still a thing? No, that was a big thing in the 80s, key swapping. Do you think that's still a thing? But was it actually a big thing or did it just, was it just one of those, you know, like it was rumoured to be a big thing? I don't know. If anyone knows, if anyone did swap their key in the 80s. There's probably, you know, still some sort of, you know, clubs or something like that now. He was adopted by two elderly sisters. And then this is weird as well, don't you think? Because obviously they do the key swapping and stuff. But then it's like, oh, a baby gets delivered to your doorstep. Well, the whole thing was weird. I mean, he was green. (laughs) So I was a bit like, why? Just sort of people think that he's he's one of them. Yeah, because they understand he's obviously not like them. You know, the fact he's green and hairy, but they're expecting him to act like them. And it's like, well, clearly this whatever it is is not the same as you. And they can talk the state of them. Yeah, no, they weren't exactly lookers any no, of them. They weren't. He was a very odd child, though, wasn't he? He was doing odd things as a kid. Yeah, like he ate the plate. I mean, that's not that's not the dumb thing, is it? Not when there's perfectly good cookies. No. Never choose a plate over cookies. And he fancied Martha. And he was picked on by the guy that is uh, now the mayor. Yeah. And we see Martha is very flirty with him. And I've written they're eight years old. I found that very inappropriate. Key swapping, eight-year-old flirting. What kind of film is this? This, to me, is, I think, like, American point of view, like, you know, this is probably a little bit like, like, Roald Dahl. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that, yeah that's a good like-for-like, like, yeah. Um, But. It was it felt to me a little bit like, and I don't know whether all of the stuff like this, whether it was just this film, like over, you know, over the top, whatever, just seemed a little bit like trying to do pantomime, but just really bad. Because you mm. know, like in a panto, you you get the good thing about the panto is like it really is for everyone, any age, it will work. Yeah. And you know, you get sort of normally, you know, someone the camp sort of you know fairy godmother making innuendos galore 
but for some reason mm-hmm. it doesn't seem quite so in your face you know like it really would just go over the children's heads and I'm sure you know the key swapping would go over the heads obviously mm. but I don't know it just felt a bit too it felt very sexual throughout <laughs> this whole film it had weird undertones yes, it did so he's laughed at as he's cut his face because he was trying to shave it to give Martha a gift. And there's things here, again, where he does that and the teacher laughs. Why is she laughing? Isn't that just <laughs> yeah. so rude? Very rude. When he was like, had the mask on, you know, had the bag on his head, she was like, take the bag off and then take your foot down and all of this. And then everyone laughed. I was actually, I was really preparing myself for something really horrific to have happened. Yeah, and it wasn't at all. Cuts all over, and then really it was just like a couple of bits of tissue paper stuck to his face. Look, kids are cruel, right? They'll laugh at you for anything. But I didn't think them laughing at him for cutting his face was so bad that he had to go and become the person he became. Oh, I completely agree. It was pathetic. What? A thing to be angry about for that long. It, it just seems ridiculous. It does. Get over it. I'm sure if any of the kids had cut their face, they would have been laughed at. It wasn't just about him. No. And actually, he could have turned it around and said, well, actually, you know, at least I can shave. None of you boys can. And turned it around a little bit. Yeah. Like, And also, it's just so bizarre how he just... He went storming out and no one really seemed to have given a shit about him the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, it's like they just talk about him. Is that all he did? He's done nothing else since that moment where he threw a Christmas tree. And we're still all bleating on being like, oh, the Grinch, the Grinch might come. That young, that's all he did. And he's now not only, you know, Grinch, he's changed. He's become the Grinch. He's that scary. (laughs) He's an eight-year-old boy. Yeah, he was eight years old. And shame on the teachers for not following him. Oh, yeah. The kid was eight. And you let him go and live up a mountain by himself. And, you know, the two old women, I mean, it didn't seem like anybody really cared. So he goes and lives on Mount Crumpet, which made me laugh, because obviously Crumpet doesn't mean the same as it does in England. Cindy nominates... The Grinch to be the holiday cheermeister, some Christmas event in Whoville. And again, this one minute we're talking about the Grinch, you know, they start they're talking about like we can't even mention his name. You know, he's like he's like Lord Voldemort, mm. can't say his name. And then next Cindy comes up and says, Well, why don't why doesn't he be the Yuletide whatever? And everyone just goes, Yeah, great idea. Well, we spent a, an awful long time, many years in fact. That other lady, you know, the lady we like, she's not young. Martha. Martha. And that happened when they were like eight or whatever. And now we just all just get over it. I'd say they've been talking about it, and I'm being generous with her age here, a good 30 years. Agreed. Uh, yeah, so I just had a mayor tries to get out of it, but all of a sudden they all seem on board with this. Cindy knocks on his door, and he's letting... One of those monkey toys with symbols bash his ears so he can't hear Christmas music. He tries to scare her, but she just smiles at him. 
she invites him, but he's not interested until she says he's getting an award and Martha will be there. And then he changes his mind. He's quite narcissistic, isn't he? Very. Yeah, but Carla, if this is a man, or sorry, a boy, who a couple of people laughed and he he stomped off to the hills, you know? <laughs> Never to be seen again. Yeah. You know, this isn't a normal person. So he sends her through a trap door back to Whoville or Whoville. Is it Whoville or Whoville? Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Why has he got, you know, a chute straight into the town? I wouldn't have anything to do with it. Maybe he needs to go there. Because how is he getting his food? Well, Carla, he eats broken glass. <laughs> I think he goes up to the, you know, to the thing, doesn't he? The dump. Oh, that's where he's getting it from. He doesn't go into a shop. I see. I thought he might be going into, like, the glassware department. (laughs) Oh, some Murano glass. I'll treat myself. It's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he doesn't need to be there at all. So, anyway, yeah, he turns up. Starts to enjoy himself. He's reunited with the sisters who adopted him. Shame on them. And how come they're still alive? They said they were elderly then. We've we've said this is a good 30 years later. He did, he did say that, to be fair to him. Do you think that uh, Jim Carrey ad-libbed that? Well, he could have added a bit more humour into the rest of it, couldn't he? <laughs> you just give him the one line we think's mildly entertaining. Give him that element. <laughs> He gets upset when the mayor gives him an electric razor and then proposes to Martha in exchange for a car. It makes the Grinch kick off saying Christmas is all about money and he sets fire to the Christmas tree. But it's all right because the Who's have a spare. He dresses up as Father Christmas and he takes his dog. Sorry, we haven't mentioned he's got a dog. And he takes his dog as a reindeer and builds a sleigh to steal their presents. And I just thought this point, actually, you've gone too far again. You don't want to be there. They've invited you. You don't like it. You don't want to be there. Just leave them alone. Like, do you have to be so mm. so pathetic to go to such detailed le- like levels to, to do this? It's not even that you just set fire to the whole town. I mean, that would have been a bit more, oh, I don't want to say normal, but, you know, at least you'd have just acted in an impulse and you'd have done it. I mean, this yeah. was like, he was creating outfits for himself, you know, a sleigh. If you don't agree, leave it. Yeah. He doesn't even live with them, does he? Cindy thinks he's Father Christmas. She's stupid. It seemed actually quite normal and like quite, you know, on the ball. I thought actually... To be fair, at one point I, I thought she actually seemed the most normal one out of everybody there. Um, and then it's like Santa comes down. I mean, look at his hands. <laughs> she's obviously got the touch of her father in that she's a bit stupid at times. True. She believed he was Father Christmas. He blags his way out of it and he tells her that Christmas is all about presents she asks him, don't forget the Grinch when he's giving the presents. So, you know, she's a bit thick at times, but she's a nice kid. Mm. Although, mm, is she a nice kid? 
Because he hasn't really done anything to redeem, other than saving her. Has he really done anything to make her think there's more depth to him? Because I'm not even sure there is any depth to this guy. I think there's two things. I think one, I think it's a little bit ridiculous how much they all, you know, are scared or, you know, worried of him. Mm. I think there's that element. But then equally, I would say he's prone to overreacting. And we've mm. seen it a couple of times now where that's happened. Yeah. He's all jolly. He's all fine when everyone's looking at him, adoring him and loving him. He's quite all right. But as soon as yeah. there's a sniff of someone not liking him, he burns the tree down. I think that's a very unlikable trait in someone. I agree. Committing arson when someone doesn't like you. The upshot is... They don't care that the gifts are gone, as Christmas is all about being together. As the Grinch is about to throw all of their presents off the mountain, he's shocked to see that they're still celebrating. We see his heart grow. Was that it? Too small in the first place. He needed the town to understand it's not about presents. We could have resolved this years ago. Is that what it is? I don't know, because he didn't get the hump originally because it was about presents. He got the hump because they laughed at him cutting his face, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he gave her a present that they all sneered at a little bit, but she actually quite liked it, didn't she? I thought the present was nice. It's all right. Well, it had some heirlooms on it. I'd, I'd have just taken those jewels straight down the old cash converters. <laughs> And at that point, I was like, where are these old women where, you know, he could have come home and said, oh, we've got to give a present out today. I'm going to make a present for Thingy. And they could have said, no, don't make a present. We're just going to buy one. Mm. Where were they when when he needed them? They were busy swapping their keys. That's what they were doing. Swapping their Ford Fiestas for a panda. (laughs) So you know who they end up with. So... Cindy, at that point, rocks up looking for him and he's surprised and she says, nobody should be alone at Christmas. He saves her because she's standing on top of the gifts that are about to topple off the mountain. The dad stands in front of the sleigh, which is out of control, and stops it. That was stupid. Why did he feel the need to stand in front of it? Could have made it ten times worse by standing in front. It would have come to a halt anyway. He didn't actually do anything to help. Just put his life at danger and could have left his kid orphaned. And that would have been real ending, wouldn't it? Oh, and he killed my dad. That would have really put a spanner in the works. So the mayor wants him arrested, but he said sorry, so the police won't arrest him. It seems flawed. And again, it's this nonsense where they just sort of, they're all just like, ah, oh, it's all right. After making him feel an outcast for three decades, they're like, oh, yeah, he's all right, isn't he? And then he bad. And then not only that, they've they've built him up to be something he really isn't. Then what happens is, you mm. know, the, he burns the, the tree down and they don't give a shit, do they? No. Let that go. Marsha gives the engagement ring back to the mayor and says that her heart belongs to the Grinch. I find that hard to believe. I agree. I mean, he's not even likeable. She's just been sat around waiting for him. And she could have popped up there at any point. They knew where he was. They could. Ridiculous. The closing scene is they all have dinner in his cave 
and I wrote, where did he get the tables and chairs? That seated a lot of people. There's only him and his dog. Did they not have it downstairs? No, it was in the cave. All of them trekked up there? All of them trekked up there. He had no cooking facilities because he lives on glass. I just don't know how they managed to pull it off. So, awful film. Glad I didn't pick it because you would have gone mad at me. But you couldn't even moan too much about watching it because you knew it was all your own fault. Yeah, that, yeah that's true. We've not had many shout-outs. Don't blame them. What a surprise. We've had, at launch in the pilot, say, I saw it in the cinema with the wife and kids in tow. I thought the movie was fine and didn't go too slow, but the kids really loved it and it amused them. We've got our mate Will, who is from Hay Down in Front, says, I like the story, I like the old cartoon, but this movie makes my skin crawl. Oh. Tone it down and not Jim. Tone it down. Yes. That's why he's our friend. Yeah. Sandy Shark says, this movie is a guilty pleasure of mine. Jim Carrey is funny as the Grinch and steals the show. Cindy Lou is so cute. I hate the mayor, though. I think I've read Cat in the Hat, and I think that's the only Dr. Zeus book I ever read as a kid. Oh, right, you actually read it, did you? I think so. I, I seem to remember I have memories of reading that book, but I couldn't tell you anything of what it was about. I find it amazing that the landers stayed when so they have so many changes uh, in Universal, but Island of Adventure, I think, stays a bit stagnant. Yeah, but it's relatively new. What, 19 years? <laughs> well, how old is Universal? Was it 91? I think it's got to be older than that, hasn't it? No, I think it. I, I think I went to the opening year, which was ninety one. Oh, claimed fame. That's why you're doing this podcast. Certainly is, my friend. Um, when I walked through the door at thirteen, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do. When podcasts were invented, it opened in June nineteen ninety. No, I wasn't there the opening year. Gutted. But yeah, so it's not that much older. And when you consider how many rides they've ripped out of that and replaced. Oh, not this again. No, all I'm saying, I understand why they do it. Right, I get it. But I think that they should be fair and do the same in Island of Adventure. And I think Zeusland could definitely go. And that weird toon town, whatever it is, with Popeye should go. Was all of it there when it first opened? I think the Marvel bit came later. And I think, well, obviously Harry Potter came later, but I think originally it was just Zeus, Toontown, Jurassic Park, and then that kind of weird little bit, which I don't really know what it is. Poseidon's Fury. That's it. I think Marvel Land was definitely not there when it first opened. Yeah. So they have extended. I'm just surprised that they haven't taken anything out yet. And I, th what I think is weird actually is the, I mean, I guess the cat and the hat bit is, it's for younger people, you know, obviously it's for children, like a lot mm. younger. Um, but again, there's not much there. There's about three rides. And I don't count, in the theme park, I'm sorry, I don't count a merry-go-round really as a proper ride. I think it's a cop-out. No. Mm -hmm. And in actual fact, I'd say that about, what are they called? Flying saucer. What is that? The teacups. Yes. I speak Holly fluently. Teacups. 
I don't think they're a proper ride. She's moved over to the Magic Kingdom, guys, if you're following us. You're still listening. Are you? No. I think, you know, you're paying to go to a theme park. I want a decent ride. And I don't think they are. Well, I think I, I think Magic Kingdom are guilty of that with a lot. Like the carousel, like even the Dumbo oh, um, flying yeah. elephants. I, I'm not sure I class that as a ride. I could find that in any park down the road when the when the fairs come to town. I expect something a bit more yeah, high class. I completely agree. So we've got we've got the, the, the fantastic studio deal, which I must mention um, at the start and the end of the podcast because that's that's the rules. Them's the rules. Yeah. So Holly promoted it at the start. Now you're gonna get me telling you that if you would like a discount on studio headphones please go to studio.com and type in theme park films and you will get a discount they're very good actually they're very nice so yes well first studio and then obviously we're hoping for universal studios and then walt disney world yeah thing is we're too real aren't we too real do you think maybe too real for disney come on universal yeah we just want to keep authentic. <laughs> Having said that, we will say whatever you want us to say in exchange for cash or a holiday. Oh, yeah. Literally do anything. We don't have to. If you don't like this, it's fine. We will say whatever you want us to say. Or oh, we get invited. We get, we, even someone throws us a bone and gives us a free cinema ticket to watch the new one. And we'll be like, oh, probably the best one I've ever seen in my life. Um, I'd prefer Odeon or View because they're the nearest to me. When we get really, really famous, you know, one day in 10 years' time, we can invite fans of the show to come and watch a film with us and then we can do a discussion at the end. Have I already said that idea? Holly, you know you wouldn't turn up and you just leave me doing it. Do you really think I'd trust you to do that? You'd have to tell me. You'd be like, right, Holly, we're doing this on the Wednesday. And I'd be like, okay, cool. And then you'd have to trap me in your house and be like, we're not doing it to Friday. I just needed you here. <laughs> I phoned at work and I told them you're not coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Happy Christmas, Carla. Happy Christmas to you, Holly. And happy Christmas to all of our listeners. Bye. Theme Park Films Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.